with me today is someone who's been here before, and I am wanting you here anytime you want. This is awesome. <laughs> Lynn Lindbergh, who is the uh, founder and creator of and brain and heart and wisdom and everything behind the awesome Couch to Active. Now, we did Couch to Active another time on the podcast. Welcome to another edition of This Time Around, by the way. And Thank you. I Thank am you. Debbie Hazelton, and this is Lynn Lindbergh. And wow. So I know you've been up to so much. And um, oh God, where to start? Well, let me ask you first, <laughs> before I yeah. think of anything that I want to ask you about. Okay. Tell me, tell me, tell us what's new from the last time we talked. Because it's okay. been like it was like maybe was it January or February when you were here? Oh man, January 2023. That's wow. When that's Chat when I came. G- Chat GBT AI came out to the world. Wow. It's not, it's not even a year old. Can you believe that? Like <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> a lot has wow. changed. I'm I'm not part of that's Chat wild. GBT. No. But it's just fascinating. <laughs> it's fascinating. So how, how, old much is, how old is Couch to Active now? Couch Active was founded in 2016. We started the online group fitness and online personal training as a response to COVID and everything going online. And it was two things. One was everybody knew how to get on Zoom. Zoom became a household name. So Mm -hmm. it made the ability to do an online business um, like this doable. And then, so that technology piece was solved because, you know, even grandma and grandpa are on Zoom now, you know, which was unheard of. Um, And then also I was recovering from several chronic illnesses and was just getting back to where I really could exercise in earnest also. And so I just mashed those two things together and started offering the online group fitness in 2020. So we're um, about three years into the group fitness. So what has changed since January? Well, we we now have five online group fitness instructors. All of us are trained to do amazing audio descriptions for our classes. So we have a variety of classes, a variety of personalities, and all of them um, are are trained to teach the class in a way that is easy to follow regardless of if you're blind or visually impaired. Um, And so that's super cool. And the variety I really like of personalities and classes, because usually when someone comes in new, they don't know what to expect. Like this is all new group fitness uh, at home. Do I turn my camera on? Do I keep my camera off? What are like, what even is this? And, um, and then they go in and listen. And within a week or two, they usually have, it's it's fun to watch. A new student will usually have uh, opinions of like, okay, these are my favorite classes. These are not <laughs> so favorite classes. <laughs> this is what I like to hear is my routine. And, and then in, within a couple of weeks after that, new students really are starting to learn um, more nuances of exercises. So when they see the figure four stretch for the 12th Ooh, time. Yeah. yeah, I know. You're like, yeah, <laughs> figure four. I know what that is. Oh, I know what that is. 
they know there's several variations of it. And so I'll say, okay, figure four stretch, and then I'll talk through how to do it. But if you know a more difficult variation, you just go right into it. You don't have to wait for the instructor. So it's a, yeah. So five instructors, we have two personal trainers in house, myself and um, another personal trainer. So mm. that's a one-on-one um, coaching. And um, so that's Only one pretty cool. One? I thought all of them were, no? No, no. Just William and I do personal okay. training. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All of our, all of our instructors are certified in what they do. And uh, William and I are the the certified personal trainers uh, that we have. Yeah. Um, and actually you can get some one-on-one yoga um, tutoring also, mm-hmm. um, but that's technically yeah. um, a one-on-one session, not personal training. So yeah. um, that's how that works. Yeah. All these certifications and the way yeah. people do things, what they can and can't do. Oh, joy, joy. Uh, the wizard behind the curtain stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, most recently we added a, another service, um, of weight management. And so I'm really very specifically call it weight management, not weight loss uh-huh. because the goal in the weight management is to help an individual become as strong and fast and have mm. as much freedom in their body as they can. Oh yeah. And a lot of times that does mean eating in a way that builds strength and speed and happens to have the fun byproduct of the scale number going down, Mm -hmm. but that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. And we know, we know, we know, we know anybody can get sick and lose weight starve themselves and lose weight. And that is not healthy and happy at all. So that's why we, we don't, you know, lead with weight loss. We call it weight management, Uh, but we have workshops and we're doing more um, coaching in that space um, there. So yeah. Yep. And, and everything's um, accessible to uh, blind and visually impaired. So fabulous. Now, when you say that everyone is all the instructors describe. Yeah. Did you have to train them to do that? Or did they, did they come in? I mean, I'm sure they just kind of built it by listening and all that, but did you have to? Yes. It's that's a big ball of wax or a big knotted ball of yarn. I tell you, I mean, (laughs) yeah. And if you are blind or visually impaired, and you've ever been to, you know, a big box gym where they very nicely say, just stand in the back and do what you can in the class, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> here, we'll give you a 10 minute orientation of the weight room, <laughs> all the oxen free, you know, like, oh, that is it. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what we've done is, um, for our instructors is we have some real specific uh, teachings of, you know, Hey, we, we always call this the figure four. We call this your, your, um, uh, balance spot. We call this starting position. You know, we, we have that. And then our, behind the scene, um, we have our, uh, a weekly newsletter with our staff that includes like, okay, here's something we figured out that worked really well for describing, um, or, 
um, holy moly guacamole, <laughs> trying to figure out how to describe tricep weights. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So whether that's a tricep kickback, skull crusher, they're called all kinds of things. I tried to explain it 10 times under the sun and it's just the hardest one. So we can, we had a challenge. We're like, okay, everybody try to figure out how to describe this. So folks can get it figured out. Sure enough, William got it figured out with skull crushers. There's something about, you know, laying on your back. Okay. Yeah. Laying on your back, holding a weight in each hand. Yeah. Reaching the arms up to the sky. Yeah. Taking those straight. Yep. Reaching behind you. Yeah. And then try to, you crush the top of your skull with those Mm -hmm. weights. Something about that magically, the people were able to get it more often than not. So Hmm. it is, it is a constant work and constant um, uh, practice that we're always learning, especially to keep, keep the class moving you know, so we don't get bogged down in instructions. Yeah. We're like, sure. keep it rolling, keep it rocking and rolling. We're yep. not standing around at all. We're going to start no. something and then we're going to, you know, start the exercise and then we're going to explain it more. We're going to keep doing the exercise and we'll explain it more, but we're, we're doing something the whole time. Exactly. Well, yeah. because you always offer to give more clarification after, and maybe some of that clarification helps with the next explanation. Yeah. Maybe, yep. maybe. But I would think also just helping people to know, well, here are your tricep muscles. And once you know where they are, well, then they're different from the biceps, you know, and, um, but, oh gosh. Yeah. And, and I see people, uh, I mean, I, I often heard people in the class, just, they just love it. They don't sound like they get too discouraged and -hmm. like, oh, well, no, you know, they sound like, oh, well, thank you. Very appreciative. Oh, yeah. 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 And, part, and a big part of what I preach, which is backed by a lot of recent research, goes completely against what we were taught as Gen Xers and baby boomers. Mm-hmm. That whole no pay, no gain, work hard, harder, harder, go till you puke. Like that's how we were oh, raised. Yes. That's how we were raised. If it doesn't hurt, it's not worth it. You know, that's what I love about you though. You know, it's not that. Well, the Michelle Seeger out of the university of Michigan is the foremost researcher in the space of answering the question, what does it take for someone who doesn't usually exercise to start and stick with it? And that research they've done has shown quite clearly that you can't be miserable while you're exercising. Right Now I know it's like, oh, no, duh, Sherlock, like, of course, you know, but the thing is, is the trick is people come in, we've got that programming from when we were younger that says, you got to work hard. You got to like, just be miserable. And then we do it. And in the moment we do get a dopamine rush and we do feel like, hurrah, I did it. I'm so awesome. Look at me. Mm -hmm. But because you were miserable when it's time to come back. Yeah. You already know where this is going, don't you? When it's time (laughs) to come back to class, the subconscious brain sabotages us and says, nah, you don't really want to go. That was hard. You didn't like it. That was miserable. Don't do that to me again. And it is so much harder to come back. 
And so that's yeah. why you hear is a lot of times, especially in the cardio class, you know, we'll work really hard, but if you're getting miserable, back it off and make it easier because we know consistency is the key doing it again and again and again is way more important than doing it intermittently miserably. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, and, and if that's why I keep asking for dancing because first I of know. all, I want to be social. <laughs> I want to yeah. be out with people and I don't want to be out where I'm put somewhere. I want to be actively involved, but I don't want to be doing just one or two things that have me stuck in a rut. And I don't want to be looking really weird. So yep. talk about intimidation. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. I, I think a lot of people might feel intimidated about trying to dance, but I think, I think dancing, a lot of people are, who are dancing all night are having a heck of a lot of fun and they're, they're doing a lot more to be fit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, dancing. So that's yeah, very real. I know we've got dancing on our wait list of requests. We've got Tai Chi on our wait list of requests Ooh. and I know. Yeah. And those, neither one of those, um, I know well, or I don't know Tai Chi. So I would have to bring someone in and, mm -hmm. and like you, Debbie dancing. I mean, I teach the monster mash dance party every yeah. Halloween. That's fun. Beyond that, I'm a little intimidated. Oh. I'm like, I gotta figure this out. How can I teach it? So, uh, someday that's going to come. Yeah, maybe it'll be somebody else that says, yeah. I want to do this. Maybe mm -hmm. they won't be certified, but they'll be good. Not everybody's good at teaching dancing and teaching yeah. people who are blind. Not everybody's mm -hmm. good at that. Yep. Um, what, what happened to the, um, wasn't it kickboxing that you taught one day? Oh, I did do a one kickboxing a mini, yeah. mini clinic. Yeah. And, and there was some interest in it and oh. also a, not a lot of interest. Huh. And so, um, we did, we didn't add that one as a permanent, um, mm. addition to the schedule. Did huh. you like that one? I did. I like, oh, okay. because I like, cause I like variety. I like variants. Gotcha. I like, yep. and I, I like it to be fun and active and, you know, that's just, yeah. you know, gonna often keep my interest. Gotcha. I don't want it to feel like exercise per se. I want it to feel like I want it to exercise, but I want it to feel like fun and movement and, you know, yep. yeah, I've, I've flirted with the idea of bringing back a class we used to have called the variety show Ooh. where you didn't know what you were going to get. It would be, it could be dance. It could be kickbox. It could be a mix of it all and just different every That's time. Fun. So I, I yeah. have flirted with the idea of bringing that one back someday. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And wow. it is, it's, it's a great testament of how, <laughs> when someone gets into it, people have different things that they like, you know, we've got some folks who are like, just give me those strength classes. I want to do those, are those my favorite. Those pure are your play. Yeah. yeah. And others that are like, please just let it feel like playtime. I don't, oh. you know, don't, don't, don't make me touch a dumbbell, you know? Oh, I love um, the weights. Mm. Oh, cool. 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 So let's talk if I don't want you to give away too much if you don't want to, but this thing about weight management, because I remember yeah. seeing some in your description of what you were offering last week. And it sounds like you've found out a lot of things that maybe aren't part of what's out there about what's good to 
eat or not, or habits about habits around, I don't know, food or other things. No, I would be, I'd be happy to share some of that. So the, what, what Debbie, um, yeah, what you're referring to is that last week we did our uh, weight management Mm -hmm. workshop, which is a half day workshop talking about just education around food. We are doing it again, January 20th, 2024. Yep. Um, on a Saturday this time, it was Mm -hmm. midweek last time, Saturday this time. Um, what's being taught in this workshop is the, the, essentially the pieces of weight management outside of any diet fad program, anything. Yeah. So we've been through so many cycles of, you know, the most recent was the intermittent fasting thing. And they're like, it's not a, it's not a fad. It's been around thousands of years. Yes. But it's the current fad Uh in some way, you know, keto before that paleo before that, you know, the Mediterranean diet before that whole 30, like we know all, I know that's true. The grapefruit diet. Remember the grapefruit Mm, diet? I do. I do. (laughs) And I've seen, and I've seen, I did Weight Watchers for a while and I loved it. Oh, okay. But I know some people say, no, no, it didn't work for them because probably because they just ended up eating all kinds of things that you know, oh, I have X number of points. So let me just eat sweets or something. Eat whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so what we did here is we said, okay, the more I looked and researched at at it, and went to some seminars with um, dietitians and um, uh, the doctors that actually do the research on metabolic processes and trying to figure this out. The data is really clear that there there is no one particular diet that is the holy grail. It just doesn't exist. But the reason they keep coming out is because people can market it and get you to open your wallet for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So what this is, is um, it's not pulling out any food groups. It's not you know, saying, all right, now you have to eat things that taste like bark dust (laughs) and sadness, you know, and you have to sit and be the weirdo nutrition freak while your friends are eating their French fries. Like, no, 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 no. But it's, it's education around answering that question of how do I eat in a way that gains strength gains energy, makes the scale go down healthily mm-hmm. and the Holy grail. And I'm not hungry all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the Holy grail there. And so we talk about how to eat, what to do. And, and I'd be happy to share, like, if there's only one thing out of the whole program, you got to do, this is what you got to do. I'd be happy to share that if you want, yeah. but we go, yeah, we go through all of that. Um, and there's a lot, a lot behind it. It's, it's, it is, it's a uh, two hours plus about an hour of Q and a wow. rapid fire information that we go through um, a lot of good stuff. So That's the one awesome. thing, yeah, yeah. If I could yeah. only pick one thing. Yeah. Okay. I gotta say, I don't, I'm like, but there's so much more. I know but, so much more. Yeah. 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 But um, we'll, we'll talk about the, the, the hungry thing, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. If, individuals could only do one thing 
after they've gotten some junk food out of the fridge, out of the kitchen, mm-hmm. after they've reduced their sugar, like those are things like, okay, yeah. okay. So now I'm already on the third thing, but you know, we're just going to assume <laughs> we're yeah. going to assume we're not living on junk food anymore. We right. pretty much got the sugar out. The next thing is eating a high protein breakfast. Oh, interesting. The, so breakfast is the, back in. I like well, that. And it's, it's <laughs> the first, more specifically, the first meal you eat in a day, yes, high protein. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether that's at 6 a.m. or 2 p.m. Right. Even though there's a lot of evidence, especially if you're 50 years and older, you really need to be eating your breakfast, don't, yeah. not wait until 2 p.m. Yeah. Uh, high protein. And here's why. Because when we eat a traditional American breakfast, you know, cereal, (laughs) pancakes, croissant is my, you know, if I could have a very personal favorite, it would be the chocolate croissant. Like that would be my favorite. Two of them, two of them. I don't want one. I want two. Um, Bagel, you know, anything like that, that's that high carb. What happens is it causes a lot of us already know this, but here's where it gets (laughs) interesting. A lot of us already know that that dumps sugar into our system Mm-hmm. That causes a big glycemic response. The sugar in our blood goes up higher, which causes the insulin to rise high. So those are our spikes in our hormones to counteract that. And then for a little while, we feel awesome. We're like, do, 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 I got this energy. I feel great. And then comes the crash. We yep. know about the crash. What a lot of us don't know is when that crash starts happening, hormonally, the body, for lack of better terms, starts freaking out and saying, oh my gosh, we're going to starve. We're going to die. Our blood sugar is going down too fast. And and the body knows it's dangerous for the blood sugar to go too low, right? Mm-hmm. You can go into a coma. You can go like all kinds of things. And so the body's like, we must eat right now because we're crashing. So we're going to make you hungry and we're going to dump this hormone called ghrelin, which I like to call the gremlins and the gremlins. I know the ghrelin gremlins and they come out and they're like, aha, you are hungry. You're starving and you must eat a baguette or a bagel right now. It can't be a healthy thing. We don't want that salad. We don't want that lean meat. We want the bagel. Give us the pizza. Like that's what happens. And mm-hmm. so when you start the morning with the high carbs, yeah, you're on the roller coaster mm-hmm. yo-yo all day. Yep. Yep. That this, makes sense. This is, yeah. This is where the protein becomes so amazing because you eat a high protein breakfast, minimum 20 grams of protein can be significantly more than that. But you the got your eggs. Maybe you got breakfast meat. Yep. Eggs, meat. Greek yogurt's an amazing yes. one. Oh yeah. S- smoothies with protein powders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The blood sugars don't rise as high. Mm-hmm. So the insulin doesn't rise as high. So there isn't the crash. So the ghrelin gremlins, the ghrelin gremlins are kept at bay. And you, when it's time for lunch, you're not starving, must have right. the pizza. Yeah. You're like, oh, I could eat and I'm good. And yeah. you don't eat as much. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to choose the salad and the meat because your body isn't panicking anymore. That is where it becomes magical. And that's where it gets so interesting because all of a sudden now 
it's no longer about grit, self-discipline. I'm good. I'm bad. I'm more moral than you, or I have more willpower than you. that all goes out the right. window. Yeah. And you get to actually just live your life, not even really being hungry, yet able to see strength gains mm-hmm. and see the scale drop. And that's, that's the, there you go. There's yeah, my, uh, that's there's wonderful. the whole workshop in five minutes. Yeah. So. Well, no, that's <laughs> no, it's a lot more than that. That's a but lot, that's a, I'm sure that's a key one. That's a key yeah, one. Yeah. But this is great because mm-hmm. now it's, it's like an extension out from couch to active in a way, it seems like where yeah. you're specializing in something that has become important to you. And, and do you think that now that you have this going on and you're feeling better, have, have you had a stronger way of feeling better across the board? Like, are you having more good days? Oh, for myself? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Would buy what part of, part of what we, what we teach in the program too, is a lot of times we have this unrealistic expectation that's been fed to us <laughs> by diet and advertisers that says, if you struggle with weight, it's your fault. Oh gosh. And all you have to do is eat less, move more, right? That is so ingrained. All of us can say that eat less, move more. We can all say that it's ingrained. Mm -hmm. We've heard it. What's so hard about it is fundamentally Mm -hmm. it's true, but it's completely the wrong approach and the wrong way to go about it. And so one of the pieces, um, when you ask about, you know, me feeling better is I spent three years climb my way back from my chronic illnesses. And that was not the time for me to be able to lose the weight. My body Mm -hmm. was fighting so many things. Mm -hmm. I had a team of doctors, my body during that time, when I gained more than 50 pounds, Mm -hmm. and then held on to that 50 pounds for more than three years, Mm -hmm. I deprived myself all the time of foods. I went hungry often. Mm. I used so much grit and self-discipline and said no to things offered to me all the time. Wow! I used so much grit and self-discipline then. And the scale, not only wouldn't it budge, it just kept going up. And that is just so disheartening. Oh, that is. So that's part of what we teach is that that first piece of you may very likely have a body that is making you starving because it needs resources to heal itself. Mm-hmm. And you have to first be able to heal your body to some degree before yeah. you can go into a weight loss journey and not have it be a big deal. And this is what's just blown me away, Debbie, totally blown me away is in my weight loss journey, I have, um, not been let myself go hungry mm-hmm. and the grit and self-discipline I've needed has been nothing compared to the grit and self-discipline I used yeah. when I was actively gaining weight. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So well, compassion, I, yeah. compassion galore for folks who struggle with this because it it is, it's our culture just is, does a terrible job of making us feel like 
cruddy about it. Well, and yeah. I think I think food is to be celebrated. Food is to be something that helps us strengthen our sense of community. And mm-hmm. it really isn't around cakes and all that stuff. I mean, there's a time for here and there for, I, I think when those things first began, they were fewer and farther between. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't mean, oh, there's not any, but I think, you know, having good quality, but so many other ways to eat and with yeah. other people that are healthy, that generate community, that, that bring nourishment. And um, I just yeah. keep thinking how much I, I enjoy vegetables, vegetables, vegetables. And Yay, I don't know that I'm, I don't know if I'll, if I'll ever be vegan or if that's the way to go, but I do really enjoy lots and lots of vegetables. And mm-hmm. one of my friends made some air fried tofu the other day. And I was like, you know, I've had tofu before, but this is really good. I thought it yeah? tasted great. Yeah. It tasted nice. like chicken. It had a great texture and he had kale there. And I was like, yeah, I've liked kale. One of my friends was there and she wouldn't eat either one of those. Um, but you know, Hey, to each their own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But and our, and our palates change too. They do. They, they really, yeah. yeah, there's, uh, and that's, that's part of, yeah, part of the education is really, how do you get to a place where, you know, you actually enjoy this healthy food and you actually like it, but it's kind of scary because if you come in and you're like, you don't like kale yet, but you will, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, you like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's kind of like going on a first date with some guy and, you know, be, and he just like, <laughs> like is really creeping you out. And he's like, yeah, you don't like me yet, but you will, honey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, no, I'm going to run away as okay. fast as I can from that. That just <laughs> Now is a lot of this on your podcast and tell us how to find your podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the weight management pieces are not officially on the podcast. However, when I did my weight loss journey in earnest, I was really looking for, I was asking myself who else has done this and, and how does it really play out? Like how does week over week how does a weight loss journey really play out? And I was looking for an an actual fitness influencer or a health coach Mm -hmm. to talk about their journey. Couldn't find it. And it just made me a little jaded and a little suspicious of like, what are they like? Are they really doing what they preach? Like, come on, they eat donuts. Come on, come on. They have a donut. (laughs) Come on, come on. They're drinking beer. I know they are like, you know? (laughs) Um, And so I actually, uh, on my podcast, I podcasted every single week, my weight loss journey, Mm -hmm. starting with week zero saying, Hey, I'm going on a weight loss journey. I hope I'll succeed because I'm telling y'all publicly here. So I really hope I have good news to share. And I shared what I actually ate. I shared about my emotional Mm. eating. I shared about my um, drinking. I shared about the drinking I didn't want to do, but I did anyway. Mm -hmm. I shared about my stress eating, the trips to fast food, um, and I, and I just shared it all. I shared about just feeling, you know, questions about love and belonging and mm-hmm. the bathroom scale yeah. and the frustration and the, what the heck. Oh. And I, and, and I shared my weight 
every week, even if I gained, I've like, yeah. this is what I weigh this week. And this oh, is what wow. I ate this week. So that that's there. And I've been pleasantly surprised at how many individuals have reached out and said, Hey, I've just been listening to your podcast and I'm losing weight now. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, yay. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. That's really yeah. Cool. So it's just, it keeps mm. it real. It keeps yeah. it real. And now, um, is and, your mm-hmm. podcast on other, like where podcatchers can find it or everywhere? Okay, yeah. Good. Yeah. So yeah, the podcast, the title that you look for is couch to active. Okay. C-O-U-C-H couch to active. And it's, I mean, it's everywhere. In fact, this is my favorite. If you have Siri or the A lady, mm-hmm. I'll try to talk in code. <laughs> you can ask them, say, hey, A lady, play the Couch to Active podcast. Perfect. That's and they'll what... say, okay. Yep. Yep. And the funny thing is I was telling a group of students about that once and we were on a Zoom call, a bunch of us on a Zoom call. And I said, you know, oh, here's how you can do it. You know, hey, hey. And I actually said the word. I didn't oh, say, hey, lady. A whole bunch of them. A whole bunch of them playing the Couch Jack to Podcast with Lynn Lindbergh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, as of today, oh, Debbie, you get to be the first one to know. Woo-hoo. As of today, if you go into the Apple store, mm-hmm. um, the Apple app store, um, or Android, there's a couch to active app <gasps> that you can down. That is just the podcast. Oh, okay. So then it can sit on your home screen. You never lose it. And mm. um, you can just click and listen to episodes from there okay. too. So that cool. launched literally 12 hours ago. So you Excellent. get to be the first to know. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, this time around is the name of this podcast. And it's also on all of those places like a lady and Apple and, and, uh, Spotify and, you know, just wherever podcasts are, I guess it's, it's on all those platforms. So fantastic, uh, but this is so exciting because now I think, um, I met, I imagine, you know, like I said to you earlier, you're growing a whole new audience and some of them may come to couch to active and some of the couch to active people probably are going to you for more of the weight management. So they are mm-hmm. you're just, oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I and know. really in, if, if in and at its core to me, it's all about body freedom, having yeah. a body that has as much freedom to mm-hmm. do what you want your body to do mm-hmm. so you can love your life and do the things you want to do. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's excellent. Well, yay mm. you. Yay you. What? Yay you, Debbie. Oh, oh man. <laughs> What's around the corner? Anything that you want us to know? Anything around the corner? Uh, just keep heading to the website, couchactive.com. Uh, the first Friday of every month, we have a, a class demo for free. Mm-hmm. So you can check that out. Uh, if you're a new member, the first Friday of every month, we have a new member orientation. Um, and then uh, January 20th, we've got our next weight management workshop. And then um, we have another, not announced yet, but another um, weight management 
thing coming okay, out. Okay, thing. No. Okay, thing. That's all we'll say right okay. now. A thing. All we have right. a thing. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I just Great. kudos. So many congratulations. Um, you know, anywhere that I can help to put out the word, um, you know, I, I really think that even though you've got blind people in there, um, mm-hmm. there are probably just people that aren't, I, I live with somebody, I wish she would do it, um, you know, who's fully sighted, but just could mm-hmm. really use that added support that added. Yep. And so I really think, you know, the, you, you've just got tons and tons of room to bring in more. And mm. I'm sure, you know, it, it'll continue to get really big. Yeah. Conventions yeah, next summer. Yeah. You know what, actually, if anybody has a group or a community group, reach out, I'd love to come and talk to your group. Okay. That's yeah. really good to know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very exciting. Well, kudos, many congrats. Thank you. Thanks, Debbie. 